Another edition of Cleveland Schwill. I'm Brian Jason. Dave Hamilton is absent because he is playing a gig. So he has actually a good excuse this week where he is not showing up. So he's got a corporate gig and I will excuse him for not being with us. But I am pleased to announce I have a local band that is not going to be local for much longer as they were about to embark on quite a journey in the next month and we're going to go over that they've got a tour coming up and they're basically going from coast to coast we're going to talk about what that may entail and uh what that experience they're expecting that experience to be like and that's hooked like hell and we've got both john and nikki stip with us uh thank you so much for coming on cleveland schwill how are you we're doing great. Thanks yeah. for having us. We're excited. This is awesome. <laughs> good. Good. I appreciate you uh, coming on uh, right before you have this huge uh, tour coming up. Uh, I, I, if I counted right, it sound, it looked like 28 cities in like 31 days. Yes. Yeah. It's, that a, is it's grueling. It's oh, grueling. my gosh. Like, I thought I have respect for people that used to run marathons. Now I just have respect for you. Oh, <laughs> well, we haven't done it yet. <laughs> you're so. going to have to find like the comfiest pants to wear. And, oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What, uh, what's the plan for the vocal cords day to day? What are you going to do? How are you going to rest those? Are you going to ice them or? Well, I honestly, I think I'm going to be okay because when we did our Cedar Point residencies, we were playing like almost seven hours of music a day, um, singing seven. That, wow. <laughs> and, and it worked out. Like, I don't know. I think maybe I just, you know, don't sing too hard, <laughs> you know, a lot of honey. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Like tea and yeah. honey. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Cause so, it's, it's, it's hard on the vocal cords for sure. I yeah. mean, it, I, I drummed and it was tiring and I can't imagine drumming for seven hours a day. I never drummed for seven hours a day, but I can't imagine playing music for seven hours a day. When I hear like people get gigs for four hours, I'm like, are you out of your mind playing that long? Oh my gosh. How many breaks did you play, take? We did get breaks because they were, they were broken up into like 30 minute sets, you know, okay. so like a 10 minute break between if that makes sense. So just sort of this all day thing. We're thankful that we got to do that because we love Cedar Point, first of all. And also it was just boot camp. It's, you know what I mean? It was like, well, if we can do this in 110 degrees outside. Yeah. We yeah. They, they, treated, they treated us well, but they it, it was quite difficult just because it was really, really hot. And then like she said, it was like, all set, day. It was like seven sets a day or something <laughs> yeah. like that. All day long, but we have in-ears, you know, so I'm not having to compete with trying to be louder than the band. You know, I can hear myself and sing and then they can yeah you know so i think that's a huge factor yeah that is huge that is huge man i i don't yeah i mass mass respect to you for for going through that like uh but uh 
I kind of want to rewind a little bit and let's kind of talk about how you both got started. uh, And we can even talk about it separately in music. Like, did, is this something that you started at when you were growing up um, or where did you start singing or, or playing, playing instruments? You want to go first? Yeah. Um, Man, I, I got my first guitar, I think when I was around 12 okay when 94 how old would i have been 11 so around 11 the age of 11 i started playing guitar uh i fell in love with the band green day that's who did it to me oh yeah and then from there the dookie album that was it i was like okay that's what i want to do got the guitar learned played in high school bands for years that sucked and uh we had some fun yeah, like was, like uh, your own projects or like school oriented bands no our no, own projects not okay yeah yeah like like rock band stuff and then finally we got pretty good and we actually did our uh a big uh battle of the bands um we almost won it we didn't win we almost won at peabody's down under they used to do those all the time i remember was this yeah. the one was peabody still in the flats when you were uh doing I it th- yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was the original spot. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the it was in the flats. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was on the it was on the East Bank. Yeah. East Bank. yeah, yeah. And they always had a ton of metal shows there and stuff. Oh yeah. But we did that. We had like the time of our lives, and uh, then we all just kind of separated, went our own ways because high school was over. Uh, went to culinary school, moved out to California to pursue that and music still because I wasn't over it. He and grew then, up in Berlin Heights. Almost. Yeah, I grew up here in in uh, in Ohio in Berlin Heights, about an hour away from Cleveland. Uh, OK. Met Nikki in the band that I was in in L.A. I was in the band for about a year. And then uh, the singer actually wanted a keyboard player, which was great because she ended up becoming my wife. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> i love it when stuff like that works out yeah, that's so it worked, cool yeah. it worked for me i was like keyboard player i really don't want one but no i'm just kidding but <laughs> ended up getting married and we've been married now for quite some time uh so yeah i've always always done it always dreamt of it and always worked really hard to to get to move forward in it really and I okay he started at a real young age too yeah right? Yeah, so I grew up in LA. Um, and I just like I would say I was probably about eleven when I decided that music was gonna be what I did with my life. You and know, I was gonna be a songwriter. Who was the first band or the first singer to do that to you? Okay, so sorry, full... I'm asking the question. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I'm like gonna hang back and like just let you do my job because that's <laughs> makes it so much easier on me. No, I'm just kidding. That's great. So who was it? Who was the singer? So, well, there was a couple, um, like Mariah Carey's unplugged MTV unplugged album. Oh yeah, I remember that. So good. Um, I became obsessed right away. Um, also, to be honest, Hanson, I was that age. Um, if you remember them. Hey, I'm going to tell you a secret, and this is going to stay between me, you, and the audience. I used to hum along to Mbop just like everybody else. Okay. I'm just. I'm just man enough to admit it. I love that you can admit that. that yeah, everybody so else, they're just lying. They're singing umbop right now in their heads. Right totally. now. I mean, Sorry, and like, on. they didn't get the respect, but like, okay, they're like 11, 13, and 16 years old playing their instruments and they wrote those songs and they ended up putting out an album of the demos that they had before Mercury Records got a hold of them. And they were solid. Mbop was on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were proving basically that they were mm-hmm. who they said they were. 
And, um, you know, they're still out there touring and doing their own thing. Now they don't, they don't have to care what the, you know, and I heard, and, and I think this is true. The, um, the artist Beck, I think that's their, ne- his nephews. Beck. Really? Yeah. I wow. Never heard that. That'd be I haven't been a bear since like 97. <laughs> If this was back in the 90s, we'd be fighting about it. But now you, you can just like go back and Google and it'll, you'll find out. I don't know. I had heard that actually, though. I okay. heard that sounds that. familiar, that's, but I, that. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to like go look through a spin magazine to try to look. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just throwing that out there because I like Beck. Actually. No, totally. Beck is great. Beck is awesome for sure. I saw Beck open for the Stones in Columbus once. He opened for the Stones? Yeah, man. It was awesome. It was so good. I didn't even know what I was in for. I honestly enjoyed Beck's set more than the Stones set. Oh, wow. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, I mean, you just said it. It's being recorded. <laughs> but yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. So good. Years. And we'll let people fight about that elsewhere. We can just talk yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, no, I got, ma- I, I got mad respect for Beck. His show was amazing. No, it, it, you know, it's interesting you talk about the Stones. I, I, I ended up, when I was a young kid, and I'm getting off topic, I know that, but I used to cook hot dogs at Cleveland Municipal Stadium for oh. free, okay? So I, so they'd let me into shows, and there, I only went to two shows and cooked hot dogs, and I'd get to watch the show halfway through. The first one was the Rolling Stones, and the second one was Pink Floyd. Nice. And I saw them at Cleveland Municipal Stadium, which, you know, had the big trough urinals and like just yeah. it was just the grossest place you could ever be but i loved it i loved both experiences completely so me seeing the stones and pink floyd like i didn't realize when i was 15 years old how historical that might be now but yeah right that's looking crazy. back on it it was so cool i, I loved think it. my parents i know we're off topic again but i think my parents were at that floyd show did they fly like jets over or something yes you remember that oh! okay uh, they still talk about that. Yeah, and they, they wore these gloves. I remember them wearing these gloves that like glue in the dark. Yeah. And when as they would play, everything got really dark, but you could see them hitting like different. I just remember that in my mind. That's uh, awesome. Oh, yeah. So we totally got off topic, but that's what I love about doing this. Yeah. It's great. Totally <laughs> worth the free labor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cooking hot dogs. It was worth, yeah. totally worth the free labor. I think I ate a couple hot dogs, too. There you go. <laughs> I won big time. Um, awesome. Yeah. So we kind of left off with you talking about getting into Hanson. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and being like music is like gives me a feeling like nothing I've ever felt before writing music I mean I I like didn't really have formal training I've always had kind of an ear like even when I was even younger it was like you know like home alone we all watched and they had the big you know do 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 and I went downstairs and like just started playing it and my family's like oh cool you know and so I kind of um, realized that that was kind of something that was for me was music. So from the time I was five, 11, I took it seriously. I started playing like little coffee houses and stuff like that and open mic nights and things, just the piano and me. Um, you said at 11, you were doing that at 11, 12. I had done a couple open mic nights. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like, cool. you know, nothing too serious, but, um, your mom supported it. Yeah. So my cute. mom did. She took me and then I ended up joining like a girl group. Um, around 15 but it went against everything in my soul because <laughs> we it was a thing where it was put together and we had to dance how they wanted to dance sing how they wanted us to sing we weren't part of the writing process 
Um, I still did it for a full year because I felt like, okay, this is a learning experience and, you know, maybe I can get in the industry, whatever. Turned out it was a whole lot of a big mess of not a lot of legitimacy to it. So one year of that and then I was done, went back to my solo stuff, moved to Seattle for a little bit, um, was working on an independent album there. Uh, that never came out and then came back to LA <laughs> and started doing the whole, you know, sunset Boulevard Viper room, that kind of stuff, just still me and myself. And then that's when the lead singer of his band found me on YouTube and uh, asked me to join red circle underground was the name of that group. And it was like, you know, classic rock kind of meets Kings of Leon at the time sort of thing, arcade fire kind of a vibe. Okay. Yeah. There was like seven of us. That's why he didn't want a keyboard player. There's enough people on the stage. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the rest is history. We were doing that and then found out that I was pregnant. And um, that's when we kind of made the decision to move back to Ohio, where he's from, to kind of have our family. And, you know, it's just a nicer place to grow up for a kid than kind of where we were at in L.A. Yeah. And, but we, you know, as soon as we kind of set foot on Ohio soil, we were like, we didn't want to just quit music. You know, we knew we had to kind of do the right thing for the kid on the way, but we, we, music was still in our blood and, you know, sort of coincidentally universe destiny. I don't know, but John's uncle um, was an engineer up in Seattle uh, for many years. And he had just passed away pretty much within the first year of us moving to Ohio. And we ended up getting his like home studio that he had, which was a pro tool setup with an M box. Oh my God. That's yeah. awesome. It, and like, you know, though we'd both been in music our whole lives, we didn't have like, you know, a lot of home recording experience at that time. Uh, but we, you know, we got this gear and we're like, we got to figure out how to use this. Oh, and yeah. We feel like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like our duty, you know what I mean? To like do something with this. Uh, so we had a friend who had produced a record of Red Circle Undergrounds um, virtually kind of teach me how to do how to use pro tools as we worked on music for film and television together we were both trying to get into that and that's how yeah started was the idea at that time to more like write music for other people is that what you were talking like trying to do like record and write stuff that you could sell or for yourself well, basically record and write stuff that we could uh place for sync for basically just selling it to not for like recording artists really because that's like a whole other machine i know yeah you know we didn't have the resources to get involved in that so it was just basically to like sync houses or to like publishing companies that will then place the music in film and tv okay they'll, they'll attempt to they'll yeah they'll they'll pitch it for you <laughs> they'll pitch it for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll throw, throw it right in there for you right but we were always working on our solo start, not solo, but our, you know, artist stuff at the same time. But we were just kind of trying to figure out how to, like you were saying, make it work financially at the same time, because the original stuff is hard to just do. So we were kind of trying to do both things at the same time. Yeah, it, it is hard. And um, for people that experience it, understand it. Um, but it is, it's very hard to 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 do you almost have to treat it like a hobby until it like kind of kicks in and then right right and you put so many hours into it by that time it's just pure uh, almost obsession and love it's yeah. not 
an yeah. example. I don't even know how else to put it. Right. Uh, yeah. it's the, is the perfect way to you just put it perfectly. Because <laughs> yeah. like, that's all you're doing. Oh, yeah. All your free time. That's what you're giving it. And, and really, that's our most valuable currency is our time. So whatever we're dedicating our time to is really what we're in love with. And, and you know, that's why I, I love doing this. That's why I dedicate so much time to it. So, right. uh, but why don't, so we kind of got uh, a little bit of the background, but how did we transition into uh, Hooked Like Helen? Like what, what was that? When did that actually really start? Was that 2019 or am I way off? So it was before that. Um, it was, okay. It was basically. 2016? Yeah. I mean, are we like we really kind of came up with it. Our first release was the very end of 2016, like a- Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, But, you know, we were really, as we were working on trying to get into the sync stuff, you know, the film and TV stuff, we had our own project and we were calling it Hook Like Helen, like as of like literally 10 years ago. Mm. Um, And, but it was like hobby time, you know what I mean? We're like still real life jobs and, you know, supporting the family and doing all of this and trying to, just trying to, force our way because it's like okay we're here in cleveland there's not a music industry but there is the internet you know so we're going to try to work it that way um but then it was basically you know we were we had done a couple of things like the 2016 single and then another ep that we signed away to a publishing deal and um but we weren't putting any money behind it or anything like that until the liar until the liar got picked up by that dance movie uh high High Strung Free Dance. Then it High Strung Free Dance, which is on, which was on Netflix. I actually don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I know it was on Netflix. No, I think it yeah, got I think taken it's off not at this point. Um, but that that was the shift for us. That was the game changer and like the fork in the road. And like, okay, we're gonna actually pursue this. You know what I mean? As an original band that's doing our music and doing it hardcore. Mm. And so it's just been this ridiculous grind ever since. since yeah let's <laughs> just climb. now when when liar got picked up too there was a really nice video that was made with that like what was that did you shoot that around here or did you have to go somewhere and and who was shooting it i mean everything looked really good in that video if, if anybody hasn't seen it you can see that on youtube Um, so that, so basically how liar happened was John took an iPhone video of me singing and playing the song liar and we put it up on YouTube and it's like super just lo-fi and whatever. 
Um, and then the director of High Strung Free Dance, Michael Damien, contacted us uh, and wanted to license the song for his new dance movie that hadn't even been like fully fleshed out or written yet. Um, they hadn't written a script. It was just basically a sequel to a previous dance film. And it was, he's independent as well. It was independent stuff. Um, but he had had like basically viral success with the first one. So they were raring to go with another movie. And we, it was, we were kind of in disbelief at first. We're like, are you serious? You know, but we went out there and met them in studio city uh, or studio city sound was the name of the studio right? in studio city, in studio in city LA. in LA um, went out there and met them, <clears throat> had studio musicians come in and play on liar. I re-sang a bunch of stuff, even though we actually ended up ultimately using the stuff that I sang at home. I gotta say this. So the two dudes that played on liar, the drums and the bass are yes. the dudes who did the rhythm section on uh, Alanis Morissette's jagged little pill. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which is okay. Crazy. First of all, any woman who lived in the 90s, like that oh, no. never left the CD player. Okay. Never. Especially if they, if they had like a five disc CD player that was always in there. Yeah. Never came out. 100%. Um, everybody I know, every, everybody I ever talked to, like that was the song. And, and, and actually, even on the radio during that time, I mean, it was on like, you couldn't go 10 minutes without hearing that song on the radio somewhere. So 100%. Gosh, that's that's crazy. Okay, that's awesome. That was a great yeah. little bit of information. I just had to throw that in there. Keep yes, that yeah. was not, so so yeah, it was basically we went from oh my gosh, like our careers might be or careers, you know, like what what we were trying to do, our dreams, pursuing a music might be totally over because we're here in Cleveland, you know, and we have a kid and we're trying to do family life, and then to all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it's the jagged little pill rhythm section tracking on this song of ours so that it can be in this dance movie, like. So it was very surreal and we were very appreciative and we still are of everything that we got to do because of that movie um, and because of our experience with it. But anyway, so we made a music video for it where probably about 50% of the footage is clips from that movie. Um, so that's where all the beauty and the grandiosity is. And then this, the performance stuff of us uh, was filmed in Romania, in Bucharest, Romania, we flew out there and filmed with their cinematography crew because it's a lot. Cheaper. Do you know that was like the last place in the entire world? <laughs> I thought you were just, I thought you were screwing with me for a second. Nope. Um, you're like, yeah, no, they just flew us out to Romania, you know, to shoot the rest of it. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was crazy. <laughs> I thought maybe you knew that and that's why you were asking it, to be honest. Oh, no. You oh, don't know. They flew. Us I through. may have read that, but I don't. I think I. I may have read that and just didn't put it in my notes. No, so we might and then I forgot about it. <laughs> you bring it up, I'm like, what? Okay. It was the best experience ever. It like, was. We flew to New York, and then we flew to Istanbul, and then we flew to Bucharest. And that crew that they had there, yeah, took such good care of us. They yes. were so friendly. They showed us around the city. Oh man, how cool! Wonderful dude, like it was. We're still friends with them, actually. Stefan, if you hear this, yeah, what's up? up, Oh, Bogdan, yes. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, it was it was so good because it was a little scary, you know. I had never been out of the country, I mean, I've been Mm -hmm. as a teenager or whatever, but like we don't, you know, really even count that as being out of the country, really. Right, and I was gonna ask if you had time to check out any of these places, and it sounds like you did. So yep. they, they showed you around and 
Yeah, we were there for a week and the video shoot was only a day, a very long day. It didn't feel like it though. I mean, it was 16 hours, but it was like amazing, you know, because they are a crew that deals with actual like Romanian pop stars and all this stuff. So we were like, I, there was literally one dude where his whole job was just to grab my jacket for me in between takes and put it on me because like the mansion was kind of cold because it was like a real gothic mansion so it didn't have heating <laughs> you were probably like i can get used to this uh, i can yeah. definitely yes. get used to this and like when i go walk with a cup of water to like take a seat or something everyone would scatter you know like give me my seat and all this stuff like it was so weird I was like, oh my gosh like and like it was cool too because like the way that things kind of happened for us where like you know we unexpectedly got pregnant and then like quickly moved and all this stuff we didn't have a wedding so we felt like this kind of was completely made up for it you know what I mean it was oh like, yeah it was like better than a wedding day for sure to get to do all that stuff big old crazy dress and all that stuff so well and, and well this is slightly off topic but what was that like most of the time I hear about a lot of people t- going from the Cleveland area and then moving to LA and live. You grew up in LA and now you kind of are moving into Northeast Ohio. What was that transition like? What did you think of this place when you showed up? Were you like thinking that there was going to be corn everywhere like everybody else does? Or what did you what did you think? I didn't think there was going to be corn everywhere. I and then <laughs> <another one. laughs> because he like he grew up in the cornfields and like he yeah. kept saying that and I was just like what do you mean in the cornfields like and I'm like oh like signs like I thought this was just stuff in the movies I didn't realize that there was you know we're surrounded really, by cornfields yeah like areas <laughs> of the country where it's just rolling hills and we moved in the summertime and I'm really thankful for that because it was beautiful you know we came, we got John Denver playing on the radio with all of our stuff in this like old trailblazer and uh you know i'm just looking at these red barns and this you know the skyline and i'm just like this is like a painting you know like yeah. I didn't know that people live like that i mean that's that's sheltered of me i know like oh you live in la you're sheltered but like i just i didn't realize well la is different than anywhere else you know yeah i, mean? I realize so, that now so it's like you guys are i mean i had lived in seattle but again that was still much more like metropolitan or whatever but um yeah, it, it was it was an adjustment, but it's beautiful. You know what I mean? We love I love the space and the peace and the quiet and the small townness. And I mean, it's yeah, me. like where people actually everybody has to say hi and excuse me and everything like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when I go out to L.A., they, they don't do that. Like they can mm-hmm. tell right yeah. away. I'm Dude. from the Midwest because I'm like, hey, hey, everybody, how you doing? Hey, what's yeah. up? <laughs> you know, it, oh, yeah. You know, it, we all want to look at each other in the eye and say hi as we pass by out yeah. here. And in LA, yeah. you don't do that. Yeah, no, they're like, you, know, you don't do that. that. You don't know. Yeah, you, yeah, you say hi, and they're, they're like, oh, there's something wrong with that guy. Don't even. Yeah, don't. yeah. probably on bath salts or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, it, you know, let, let me ask some of these questions because we're talking about like being in the area and we kind of talked about this before, but um, some of the other uh, YouTube videos that you have up uh, for some of your songs, one's winter and you actually shot that right there by yeah. your house. Yeah. Right in the backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that is all just random footage of my son and I playing on this magical winter day that we never even like, it wasn't wasn't shot for for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we had all this content of us on this winter day um, that we edited together and it just like fit perfectly with the song. Oh, that's cool. 
That is so cool. Did what did you use to edit it? Was it just like iMovie or something, or did um, you? We, I have, I don't even want to think about how much I've probably actually invested in my Adobe subscription, but we have Adobe. Oh, yeah. Use that, but I use it all the time. Like, you know, we were saying with the content that you gotta like constantly have for all these social media platforms and us being do it yourself, you know, independent. So do you make your own album covers with, um, or song covers, the the art that gets put up with each song that I see on the, uh like on Amazon, when I looked at it on Amazon music and all that, you, you did all that. We did all, yes, all we did yeah. Other than there was one shoot that was somewhere else. Uh, but like yeah. most, all of it was done here. Oh, that stuff turned out fantastic. You guys did. Yeah. I thought you shopped that out. That looks really good. Thank you did well, really. We did sh- the like streamers and balloons. We shot it. My brother takes all of our photos. Um, so he took that picture of us in a really beautiful place in LA but then we took it back and I edited it and put the font on it and everything. But okay, okay, but yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, it, you guys get a chance. Uh, I mean, I'm going to post some of that on, uh, you know, my Instagram page. But uh, like when, hopefully, when people get a chance, like I, you guys came up right away when I looked you up on, uh, you know, Amazon Music, and I'm sure you come right up on uh, like Spotify and everything too, like everybody else, and you get your like half a cent per play or whatever they pay now. Yeah, or... <laughs> I think it's a little better than TikTok, (laughs) but not much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, so you, so if they get a chance, they can see all this artwork. And I mean, it came out really, really nice. And speaking of streamers and balloons, that just came out um, as a single on October 28th, right? Of last year? Yes, it did. Okay. And, uh, what and i did see that there is a youtube uh video for it and i don't know i mean it has like some of your videos also there's like karaoke versions was that your idea or well our our listeners were asking you know and we were like oh it's not that hard to just mute the vocal and you know put it out there oh yeah you know, yeah. like we have some really, really cute uh, listeners that'll send us videos of them just kind of singing along anyway, you know, and they're like, it'd be really cool to get an instrumental. All right, let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. See, that that stuff makes it all worth it, too. Like, that's that's so cool that they they message you like that or send, let you see that or send you a video. I love that. Totally. totally. Uh, I have I have, uh, you know, these days it's so much easier to do that. I have two two daughters and they they're like always in front of their camera like singing a song or something like yes. just hoping somebody sees it you know just pretending right. they're saying so <laughs> yeah they, um but with the streamers and balloons let, let me ask this so uh i know we did talk about the tour uh is that what gave you the idea with this new release or did were you approached way before this about this upcoming tour like how did this end up with icon for hire like uh did how did this whole thing come together? How did, how did you hear about it? Okay. So we, it would be really cool to have that much advance notice, but no, um, we've been, we've been doing a lot of work in Nashville and we have kind of, we've created sort of a new sound that we have not released yet. Um, streamers and balloons is almost sort of like the closing of a chapter almost of kind of the, the previous sound. And we're going into a much more rock leaning um, higher energy sound. Uh, and so we signed with TKO booking 
Um, we played a showcase in Nashville. We played a showcase in Nashville um, for some booking agents and went with TKO um, th- this past October. And, you know, with all of our new material and everything was a good fit because they're primarily rock uh, agents. Mm-hmm. And um, then we got the request, basically the offer to do this tour with Icon for Hire um, like two weeks ago, like literally probably three days or something before we it went public. And we were like, yes. <laughs> 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 you know, sometimes when these things come up you just jump on them you yeah. know what i mean i think this <laughs> i mean as long as both of you come out of it unscathed you know you'll you're this is going to be some great memories right you know right? coming up and I yeah mean. you know like with how long we've been doing this you know and the the amount of you know hustle and grind and everything that it takes we're just like this is the kind of opportunity that a lot of bands just don't get and it doesn't matter how good you are or how hard nope. you are if, if, if the stars don't align, you know what I mean? If you're not. And, and what's what's going to be the actual right time? That's the thing I always ask. It's like, right. there's never a perfect time. Just like there's never a perfect time to have a kid. There's never a perfect, like the stars aren't always going to align perfectly. It's like, there's always going to be other stuff going on. It's going to be stressful. How are we going to figure this out? And it's, I think it's awesome that you jumped on it. I think you're going to have a, a, a ton of memories. It might start turning into like, what city are we in now? I mean, when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, I see Texas. Wait, is there, there's Portland. Okay. Wait, we're over here. <laughs> we're, 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 where else are we going here? Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, I mean, it would have been, you know, it, to me, like, I know you're not going to have time to spend in each city, but I love walking around the city, you know? So mm-hmm. like, just to see the differences, but there's just not a lot of time there. I know you're going to be going from place to place have you started planning it out yet or we're working like how you're going to work it logistically we're, we're working on it it's it's a lot of logistics but yeah we're getting there we got yeah. a pretty solid plan yeah right now well and like kind of you know us being a duo but we with our new stuff it's a lot more fun to play with a full band first of all like the energy and everything you know we utilize backing tracks you know the stuff that we've recorded at home to kind of fill it out a little bit and we've done the duo stuff that way no problem um but for this we're like we need a band so like that was like the number one priority was like who the heck is going to get in this van with us um but somebody from our past from um, la from la that we knew way back when we met he came to our show in nashville on december 7th and and he's an awesome and um just really cool vibes and extremely talented his name's connor uh spillane i'm not sure if that's how you actually say his last name shout out to uh, connor shout out to connor uh his band is karma vulture but he's like diehard willing to hop in this van with us and do this and then he's got a friend on drums who we haven't confirmed yet so i can't say that person's name uh but like they're just gonna roll and we're just gonna do this oh that oh man i love it i love it Yep. Oh gosh, what an experience. Yeah, this is going to be so, so cool. Yep. Uh, uh, are you planning on like posting some some pictures of the experience as it goes, like on Instagram or anything? Are you going to have anybody do that for you? Yes, definitely. Um, we have like some sort of utility people, like, you know, merch slash driving slash taking photos, you know, kind of that are going to hopefully mm-hmm. fit in the van. And so we'll be doing that. We'll obviously just ourselves kind of try to document as much as we can i mean we will have time in the van together whoever's not sleeping get on there and post some stuff on instagram Robert. yeah um what type of merch are you planning on taking with you what are you going to be selling 
we're we just um actually got the final designs from this amazing graphic designer um named adam uh what the heck is his last name he's 87 studios is the name of his company and he he just did uh like um the arctic monkeys like tour oh yeah <laughs> like it's like you it was really cool that our one of our managers connected us with him and he's very very cool to work with anyways we've got three t-shirt designs and then we're going to do stickers and um just photos. like some eight by ten photos like for kind of like autographing or whatever okay okay so are you you're not selling any albums or anything like that while you go it's such a weird thing because this is just weird timing for us to be doing this tour as we're like shifting into this new sound, but no, mm -hmm. we're going to be releasing a single um, at the end of the tour and it's going to be our first like more rock yeah. sound. Um, so that will be available and we'll have like digital, like, you know, QR codes for basically like pre-saving the song and having the download link or whatever. Okay. So that's what we're doing. It feels very strange to me that we're not going to be going out with any like physical like music mm. but you know you know it is interesting too because like uh i know nobody really plays cds anymore that much but my son does in the car because he thinks they sound better than mp3s and i agree with him they i do. mean because they're just it's better quality but yeah um so he likes those but uh when i've talked to other bands sometimes they bring cds a lot because some people just want to take like buy one as a souvenir yeah. yeah. Yes. I know. I've been saying that. Well, maybe said it <laughs> just, and he finds that they they find that they sell them. that and like a different. Sometimes the records I buy records. OK, yeah. but I've done no focus groups or anything like that about like how many people are buying records. But right. um, I have noticed that like there's been a major trend in people purchasing like records and record players and. Yep. And going back to that, I don't know if it's the idea of holding something tangible and physical in your hand and, and like putting it on the record player. But uh, I've been hearing that they've been those have been selling really good for a lot of bands. So uh, and they come out with like different uh, prints that go or, or, or and presses for the records themselves and put different artwork on there. I guess it's taken off like, you know, hotcakes. So. I yes. think a lot of the younger kids never got to really experience records or CDs. And they're into it and now, for into sure. It. I do believe it's gone up. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I still listen to CDs. All the Same. Time. Yeah, yep. Yeah, but see, I know I'm weird. So, like, like I can't, I know how weird I am. I, have, <laughs> I actually went to the uh, thrift store. I do a lot of thrift store shopping. Went to the thrift store, and I found a 1987 CD player. I'm like, I'm hooking this thing up. Yes, <laughs> playing my CDs in it because it looks so damn cool. That's oh, awesome. It, it still works, and I love it. And I play my CDs in it. And uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I have a record player too. So, like when I find old albums and stuff that mm -hmm. that I used to listen to growing up, I always buy them and play them in the because you can find those at the thrift store now too. But yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. But I did want to ask about the merch, just like what, what ideas you had. And I'm sure those T-shirts will look great uh, as, if they got the same artwork as, as the um, as the uh, as some of the singles. Um, but uh, real quick, we didn't talk about this. Uh, and I know you're close to Sandusky, but when what did what happened for you guys like after? 
you know, like 2020 hit and, and COVID's coming in. It was really hard on most artists and musicians. I know you played a uh, pretty big, big gig at the Sandusky Theater. What was that like? And what gave you the idea to do it? Yes. So that was amazing. It was actually really, it was crazy because we, you know, we had our live history with our old band in LA, but as Hooked Like Helen, we had not done any live stuff up until that point. Um, we had been just doing, you know, focusing on the behind the scenes, sync, film, TV, whatever, liar happened, music video, whatever, but there was still no live band, no live shows. We were like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's book a show at Stella's in Cleveland on March 13th. And we were super excited about it. There was um, Gina Brooklyn was going to play um, another duo that now um, we are friends with the girl from it because the, the duo split up. Cat, uh, you're awesome. Uh, but anyway, it was March 13th of 2020. So it got canceled. We never, it was the show that never was because of- uh, it was so. That weird. was like the worst date ever i think that was like the day they shut everything down it, it was it was like the, the day that we're all like what in the heck yeah. is going on what do you mean yeah. shutting this down right like, yeah i was like what do you because i had people who were planning on going to the show just friends of ours who were just like is it still on and i was like what do you mean like, well, this you know this coronavirus thing we're like what and then i went to walmart and just the vibe in there was weird you know and i was like i think this oh, is something yeah. And then all the artists started pulling out one by one. I think we were the last ones because we just didn't know what was going on. And we're like, okay, I guess we're not playing it. Better cancel. Yep. So anyway, sadly, Stella's is no more. And that was like before the world opened back up. So we never got to play there. Um, But the booker, Terry, seemed really cool. Anyway, so we're sitting around going, what in the heck's going on? It's COVID. It's lockdown. And then a friend of ours just happens to be, and, and he's a fan of our music as well, um, the director of the Sandusky State Theater, Chris Parthmore. And it was his idea um, to just, while everybody's sitting at home with nothing to do, have a Hooked Like Helen concert from the stage of the closed theater and have the Sandusky Register stream it for everybody. Um and so it was kind of insane because we're like, well, we haven't ever played a live show as Hooked Like Helen. I guess we had done we had done one little thing in L.A. Now that I think about it, but it was not I don't even want to go there. Um, doesn't count. <laughs> it wasn't good. So we were like, OK, we have this is going to be like our first show and it's going to be in front of the whole town and it's going to be dead silent. And we're going to be <laughs> in an empty in 1500 empty person theater. theater. Um, so it was a little bit like nerve wracking kind of basically to just be like, we better not suck. Um, but it went well. I feel it, it, it went, we were ready. It went well, man. The whole town was, was too very in. supportive. Really, no one else had, no, they wouldn't have anything to do. Couldn't they go anywhere. Else to do. So they watched us and were really supportive. It was awesome. I would have been, I would have been watching. I would have been watching. I would have been having, <laughs> like, I normally do probably have a beer or whiskey on the couch and just be chilling, you know, right. just watching hanging out and it was great too man because it was like one of the first lives i don't want to say the first live stream of COVID or whatever but like the live streaming hadn't become like a huge thing yet like this was right in the beginning of COVID, so it was like kind of a fresh idea yeah it was cool yeah Um, yeah because you did hear more about that as things went on because it was going on for so long that some places were just like we've got to do we should do something you know we should stream something we should but yeah, in the beginning, like, because there was always something like Mike DeWine would be like, well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll check again in two months and we'll see if, what we're going to. So everybody was kind of always hanging on to like, nope. is it going to still be shut down? Is it not? Where are we going to be at? And then this thing pro- 
things progressed, then it was more like, okay, we got it. We should probably stream something or do something. That's what, what started happening. And then you even started seeing like a few movies, like start saying, oh yeah, all right, we'll stream a couple movies that were supposed to come out or whatever was going to happen. Um, so yeah, we had that in Sandusky and then we, we kind of briefly talked about it. And I, I had a couple uh, questions about like just being in the Cleveland area. Like, I'm not sure how many different venues you, you've played, but if you, is there a specific venue you really like playing and in, in Cleveland? It doesn't have to be because it's like large or whatever. It can be for whatever reason, but there's just a venue you really like to play. Is there a venue in Cleveland you really like playing? Uh, the venue in Cleveland that I really would like to play that I never had have played is the Agora Theater. Oh, love the Agora Theater. So many memories from the Agora Theater as a young music fan, and I haven't gotten to play there yet, but we're going to. I know we are. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, we haven't honestly this played. This is weird, but like because of just the way things happen where we were supposed to start our live career on March 13th in Cleveland, just basically doing the local band. Yeah. Thing, like it just hasn't, it never happened. Like it was like the Sandusky live stream thing. And then it was, you know, these residencies at Cedar point and yeah. then it was, Nashville. Um, we, we ended up doing some stuff up in Elkhart, Indiana at the learner theater up there. Um, just upon request because uh, the director there, Michelle, another awesome person is friends with Chris. And so now she's friends with us. Um, and then like Nashville happened and it's just been this whirlwind and like, we've just like never, we've like kind of tried to get on some Cleveland shows, you know, and just kind of like, haven't really like even, yeah, it's like messed up. So we're like, kinda. A, we're like a Cle <laughs> Cleveland band that we go really see a lot hasn't of shows. played Cleveland. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah, interesting. We and we're kind of like, it, we're upset because not upset, but like the, this tour, like when we've, first got the offer like there was supposed to be a columbus show and we were like yes so the, yeah at least one ohio show and then um it got, got taken ripped. away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not even getting to play ohio they're just gonna pull that rug right out from under you yes you know, i i really like you know john you had talked earlier about like you had the opportunity to play peabody's i used to love playing peabody's back in the day so i played peabody's and the odeon and Places like that, I loved playing there. I, I guess if I had to pick, maybe Peabody's would have been one of my favorite places I ever played. Because some, some of the places you go like that have, they're huge venues. They're just not as intimate, you know? Right. Like, you're not as right there with the crowd. And, like, I used to love that. I used to oh, love yeah. being, like, right there with the crowd. And, like, everybody's dancing and jumping. I, like, love that atmosphere. Same, so, yeah. same, and to this day, to this day, that Peabody show we had with with the high school band was one of my favorite shows that we've ever played because it was was the, it okay the finals of the battle of the band, so it was packed. Like I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder packed, and yeah, it was so much fun, man, so much fun. Yeah, you know who? What else? I uh, I played the Grog Shop. I, I liked the Grog Shop, and Beachland Ballroom was always fun. Uh, that's still a great place to see a show. I don't know if you guys have ever had a chance to see a show at the Beachland Ballroom because it's on the east side, but I love that place. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. I've been to all these venues and seen wonderful shows at all of them, just haven't played any of them other it's than Peabody's in high school. That's on our wish list. We want to play all of them. Yeah. Mahal's. I like to go to Mahal's. Oh, that's another good one. That's another good one. I've ne I never played Mahal's, but, uh, you know, Dave, my, uh, my co-host and, and cousin, he his I think his last 
like original music band, the Uptight Sugar, their last show might have been Mahal's. And I don't think they've played like a original band show since COVID. Like I think they've done only their cover band since then. But Mahal's is another fun place to see. Well, how about this? When you were when you were touring, or not not touring, but when you went out to Indiana or Nashville or uh, even Cedar Point, if you had to pick, like I'm kind of put you on the spot here, but if you had to pick like one moment from a show that just you remember and you're never going to forget for whatever reason, whether it be fun or somebody got sick or some person in the crowd did something crazy. Can you think of what, you don't have to tell me, but I'd love to hear a great story from when you were performing. Well, you have a good one. I have one from before we were hooked like Helen. Oh, oh yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. I, I heard one story. We had tricky Dick on here and somebody threw, got mad because the cover was $4 to get into a show. <laughs> the guy the guy went outside to his truck because he was playing in the middle of like you know a rural area the guy went out to his truck grabbed a shovel threw the shovel the shovel went through the window and almost hit doug in the head while he was on stage playing and i said man i i said i don't i think i would have given up music after that like i would have been like this is more dangerous than i thought that's oh my crazy, God. dude. No, you may not have any any stories like that, but I always like to ask. Ooh, oh my gosh. Okay, so not that. Thank God. <laughs> That's crazy. What do you got? I'm interested. Um, well, okay. So when we did one of our Cedar Point residencies, like I said, they were outside. Um, I ended up inhaling a bug. Like it was one of those, <laughs> like when all the makeup, <laughs> like in the middle of the song. And I was proud of myself because I kept going. <laughs> and I, I can't believe you kept going. Take a That's drink hard. of water. Right in the back of the throat. I could feel it. It was still there. <laughs> for the whole song. Big old mayfly. So that was gnarly. Um, and then one before we were hooked like Helen. It was actually one of the last shows we ever played in LA. Um, I had just had our son. He was probably maybe two weeks old and we were playing o'brien's in santa monica um with our friend ally uh ally mills and um her brother is blake mills who's like a pretty very world-renowned guitar player it just so happens and he was dating fiona apple at the time and he brought fiona apple to this show and none of us kind of knew that she was coming and like we all got really nervous and she is this o'brien's in santa monica was like kind of a dive bar you know irish pub that just was always had at least an inch of beer on the floor and just kind of smelled like piss and um for some reason she, fiona just decided to sit crisscross applesauce like barefoot right down in the middle front and center in front of the stage on this nasty oh, you're like oh come on <laughs> <laughs> don't do this to me help her don't do this to me oh. But she was a very attentive listener and a wonderful member of the audience. And she just sat there like this and just soaked it all in and like, you know, gave us some praise and some kind words at the end of the show. And she told was, you she told you she loved you. She did say she yeah. was. Yeah. I am never going to forget that. Fiona freaking <laughs> apple. Fiona freaking apple. Um, so that was really, really cool. I'm racking my brain. Us. I don't have any. I was trying to buy him some time. Yeah, I don't know. That's the best one because I was yeah. in that band too. So I guess that counts. Okay, for both of us. sorry. So I got. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. You know, so if nothing's coming to mind, nothing comes to mind. I just always like to ask because sometimes you get the craziest stories. You know, it's just like 
well, uh, well, would never expect or like a band you know doesn't have access to the bathroom but they've had to be playing up there for two and a half hours and they're like dim the lights dim the lights you know yeah. it's like, <laughs> what am i gonna do oh we'll have to reconvene after this tour and maybe i'll have yeah, something for I'm you sure you will oh yeah this tour sounds like it's gonna be uh an experience and i and i can't wait to see how it how it pans out uh i'm gonna definitely be following on the instagram like a hawk uh just to just to check it out um but as we kind of transition into our clothes um where can uh people find hooked like helen uh where can they find your music uh, and where can they uh purchase tickets if they're going to be in any of these cities or want to check out where the tour is going yes so we have hookedlikehelen.com and that's got everything. We've got the music page where you can find, you know, your streaming or whatever link of choice for all of the releases um, that are currently out there. Uh, we have a tour tab that was recently updated with all of the cities. With um, links for tickets. Yep, links to everything. So you can just hit the ticket link and then it'll it'll guide you over there. Um, we're on everything, Spotify, you know, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, Amazon. Apple. Pretty much wherever you stream music, they can find you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I know you have a lot of your stuff on YouTube too, like all your uh, videos and uh, <clears throat> things like that. And a lot of your songs that, that, that there were singles released for is on YouTube. Uh, can people purchase merchandise from you through, through the website? So I don't know. Currently, at this exact moment, no, we just had a team <clears throat> meeting about it literally yesterday. So, <laughs> okay. Hey, <okay> now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> before that tour starts it will be possible yes yeah before okay April 12th we'll have that all put together so we'll have some stuff up there oh sure. that's awesome that's awesome otherwise uh, buy um a shirt through us like on venmo but we have very few of the old stuff left that we hand bleached ourselves <laughs> there's just a <laughs> sizes left so uh, well somebody can always try to figure it out if it fits them you know and they want it you know while, while they're still available um, so that's really cool. I, I appreciate uh, you guys coming on right before this tour and, and being able to promote the tour a little bit and, and hearing some stuff about the background. And it's nice to know that another uh, musician from or another band from Cleveland is going to have the opportunity to go out there and, and make a name for themselves and, and really uh, let the country hear them. You know, that's you, guys, up. you guys are going to be representing Cleveland, you know. Or, or, or in this case, Sandusky, Northeast Ohio area. We're all we're all together. Cleveland is where we go to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but thanks again for coming on. And with that, everybody, uh, I appreciate you tuning in. As always, I'm not begging. I'm not on my hands and knees, but it doesn't hurt. You go <laughs> over to wherever you're streaming and you know give me a five star review even if you don't like me you can say something negative just as long as you put five stars on it <laughs> really care. Uh, that's i really appreciate it and um in the meantime cleveland have a drink for me <laughs> <laughs>